Welcome to the Opinions on Pickens podcast, the sports show where there are no fouls or flags, only baskets and touchdowns. Here's your host, Alyssa Butterson. What's going on, everyone? It's your host, Alyssa Butterson. Welcome back to another episode of Opinions on Pickens. On this week's episode, we're talking Tim Tebow likely to sign with the Jaguars as a tight end. Yep, you heard me correctly. We're also going to talk about the NBA play-in tournament. What is it and some likely outcomes that can happen from it? After that, we'll wrap up with our poll winner for this week for best sports rivalry. And we'll see who you guys picked. And this week, we have an awesome poll coming up. Be sure to stay tuned to hear what it is. Coach Gant, how are you doing? Thanks for being here with us today. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, people? Opinions on Pickens family. Episode 31. We out here. Hey, excited. Let's go. Tim Tebow, Coach Gant, likely to sign with the Jaguars for a one-year deal as a tight end. Is that not insane? What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> so my thoughts, actually, that's rewind a few years ago when a lot of teams wanted Tim Tebow to sign as a tight end. I want to say the Patriots was, they were one of them that sticks out of my mind. And he didn't because he said, I'm a quarterback. I've always been a quarterback. And that's how I'm rolling. Now we fast forwarding to the current state. And, oh, now you want to play tight end. Come on, Tebow. You did everything. You play your single A, double A baseball, whatever. You got that done. How about just relax, get your money from ESPN, college football, and go for it. But you want to play tight end now. All right, man. I mean, I ain't knocking you because you're one of the greatest college players ever from not only our polls in ESPN, CBS, all those polls too. So, I mean, do what you do, but why now? Why? Why now? Tight end is a position Tim Tebow has never played. Not in high school, not in college, not in the pros. As Coach Gant said, He's been very dedicated to that quarterback position when he was playing football, which the last time he even touched the football was eight years ago, over eight years ago at this <laughs> point. Insane. 2015 to be exact. Right. And let's talk a little bit about his college career while we're at it. You're right. He played at Florida and he played under Urban Myers, who he is now reunited with from, I believe, 06 to 09. Mm-hmm. And they did some good things together. Tebow yeah. became a starter in 2007, threw for 3,286 yards, had 32 touchdowns, ran for 895 yards, 23 touchdowns, and became the first sophomore to win a Heisman Trophy. I mean, pretty impressive college resume. I mean, for sure. I mean, Tebow was that guy, you know, and he's a hometown guy because he's not far from, he's on the outskirts of Jacksonville. and. I think is one of those one of those hometown stories. He wants to play for the team, but I don't really know if he's really going to play for the team if per se because Tebow is at this point Tebow's probably 31, 32 and that's ah, this kind of tough to come in the game if you hadn't had contact in 7-8 years and tight end 
it's a physical position. And if you go out there half-stepping, the game has gotten a little bit faster over the last decade. So just to try to um, plug in a tight end, just to say you, you did it, I mean, I don't doubt Tebow because Tebow is a top athlete. But this, I don't know if, how much production will actually come from Tebow, you know? So the word leaked about this on the first day of the 2021 NFL draft. The GM of the Jaguars said that they basically had a workout with him, but they weren't going to really make any final decisions mm. until after the draft. Well, here we are, and we're still talking about it, obviously. So another thing we have to bring up, though, as we said, reunited with Urban Myers, whom he has obviously had a relationship with over the past numerous years, played for, and since then, what have we seen from Tim Tebow? He went to a few teams in the NFL for a little bit, didn't really have much success there, came out, and now I believe he's he was on the, a few minor league baseball teams. He tried mm-hmm. to pursue baseball, correct? And yeah. then I believe he now he just does commentating or analytics analytics for ESPN or right. broadcasting basically is broadcasting, what he does. For sure. So I mean during all this time he's been broadcasting, do you really ideally see in your head him doing all these workouts, keeping up with these pro athletes that are up in the NFL as tight ends that work every day for it? I mean Tebow knows the game and don't get me wrong, Tebow, I mean, he's in shape and he's a top competitor. But the team, like the Jets, when he went to the Jets for quarterback, they wanted to move him to tight end. And he absolutely refused. And he's like, I'm a quarterback. He was a great quarterback, but he had accuracy issues. And sometimes he couldn't read defenses. So once again, we fast forwarding. So now you want to humble yourself to be a tight end. I mean, all right. I mean, that's cool. But at the same time, like now, the only team that wants to sign him at tight end is the Jaguars. This which is which is bringing me to my <laughs> you know? point where I'm saying to Urban Myers, is this play with Tim Tebow more of a friendship thing or more of a I'm making this decision for my team because it's the best decision? Um, Really, Tim Tebow is he's a fan favorite. He's a Florida boy. He right from, like I said, Jacksonville. And he would be a good ticket seller just to see, just to get fans in the stadium. And coming from Columbia, South Carolina, Tebow played baseball at our minor league team. And he was a fan favorite. The fans loved him. And they wanted to come see Tebow just because of Tebow. Not from what he did at the plate. Or in the field, I guess he played outfield, first base. He played one of those positions. And I didn't get a chance to watch him personally. But now it's like, come on, dude. Let's just chill out. The team is the Columbia Fireflies he's referring to. Yeah, the Fireflies, which those guys, shout out to the Fireflies. They're going to kick off their home stretch May 11th. That's tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. But, you know, it's a Mets affiliate. And... I just don't see why. Why? Why now? Back to Urban again, where we're talking about this friendship, him kind of having a history of hiring people that he's well acquainted with. Let's go back to Chris Dole, who obviously was an early on pickup for him. 
And if we look at his past, I mean, what did we see from him? I mean, he was fired from Iowa for what? Like mistreatment, a lot of complaints, obviously. And did Urban Myers pick Chris because he thought he was the best decision for that team at that time? Or did he think, well, this is my friend. Maybe he needs a little help at the time. And even though he may not be the best qualified, maybe that's going to I'm a man in power. I have a, I'm a man in position of power. Let me just slide and help my friend and hire him on to the team. No, I mean, no knocks against Urban Meyer. He's one of the greatest coaches ever. And to kind of back up that point, yeah, Chris, he's a good coach from what I've heard or read or whatever. But some of his personal issues kind of got in the way. And it kind of affects Urban Meyer because they're like judging, like, okay, you let you let this guy control your offense or whatever. But he has issues that he has dealt with, and we all get second, third chances. Not knocking that at all, me speaking. But I don't know, man. Tim Tebow is a, a class personified dude, and Urban is like, okay, we'll give you a chance. We'll give you a one year contract whatever but with nfl contracts they're so finicky that you never like it's probably so many clauses in that contract that tebow he's probably playing for the league minimum so i mean it's probably no harm no foul really i don't know i think it is something fishy going on and i think if i'm a player in the locker room that if i'm looking at the decisions my coach has made and continues to make with picking up friends i mean is that what if it's not what's best for the team i mean yes you are right about tim tebow being a crowd pleaser that is correct but is Mm -hmm. tim tebow going to win them games and i guess we don't know the answer to that question yet i mean like it's him and trevor lawrence now if that became a thing but it's not really a thing like with football football is not it's so unique than any other sport because you actually need 11 uniform bodies working to achieve a goal and one player especially not a tight a tight end is not gonna make a difference because it starts in the trenches you're gonna need more than just tim tebow coming out there and putting a helmet on and trying to block or trying to catch a pass i just urban my i can't knock him i know he has a few things over the years but that's that's just life you know but Tim Tebow's not going to make a difference between whether they're going to win nine games, Super Bowl, playoffs. Tim Tebow is just a piece. And he he might just be there to try to coach up the younger guys because I don't even know if they've even drafted a tight end in the draft. I'm pretty sure they didn't. And I don't even know who their tight end is. And that's just The Jaguars speaking. have five tight ends on their roster. Okay, names? Tyler Davis, Luke Farrell, Ben, I'm going to pronounce these wrongs. You, you guys, I know you're going to chop me up. Ben Elsafon, Elsafon, Chris Manhurts, and James, I'm just going to show Coach Gant the name. James who? He's looking at it. James O. That's the name. James O. James O, guys. And all the, I mean, all these guys are non-existent. <laughs> That's why they're talking about signing Tebow for a year. And as an organization, come on, man. You can you can you can find a tight end. 
through one of these 28, 29, 30 teams in the NFL. Uh, I just, I mean, I just think it's something to get the fans up hype about. And they already got Trevor Lawrence, who is another superstar. I am excited to see how this team can come together or if these quote unquote, as Coach Gant says, nobodies can actually come out and make a team for this Jaguars community and bring some wins to this team. And ju- I mean, just speaking, is Trevor Lawrence really a superstar now? I mean, yeah, in college, but. Bo, you playing in the NFL, the National Football League. It's some hey, everybody is the best of the best. So now we're gonna see how Surfer Boy does. And I want him to, to succeed. I want the Jaguars to succeed because my cousin, he lives there. He's a big fan. And I want to go to the games. I want to chill out there in the pool because they got the pool out there. They got the pool in the stadium. And it's a good time. So I want to go down there and have something to root for. But, you know, we'll see. (laughs) Switching gears, let's do a little bit of NBA. We have the end of the regular season coming up on Sunday. And a lot of crazy things going on. We'll go through standings real quick before we jump into it all. So right now in the Eastern Conference, you got Philadelphia 76ers, number one. Nets at two. Bucks at three. New York Knicks at four. Atlanta Hawks at five. And the Miami Heat at six. Seven, eight, nine, and ten would be Boston, Hornets, Indiana, the Pacers, Washington. Mm. That would be your Eastern Conference standings, guys. And All let's right. switch to Western real quick. First, Utah Jazz, Phoenix, Clippers, Denver Nuggets, Dallas, Portland. That's one through six. Seven through ten right now would be. Number seven at the Los Angeles Lakers, eight Golden State, nine Memphis, and ten the Spurs. So we have some pretty good looks right now. Now, normally what happens is before there was a play-in tournament, the top eight seeds in each conference would make the playoffs after the regular season ended. Correct, Coach Gamp? Yep, 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 yep. Now, with the play-in tournament, the teams that finished seventh and eighth will join teams that finish ninth and 10th, and they basically play a small mini-series. And that determines the last two playoff teams. Mm-hmm. Here's how it'll work. Seventh-place team will host the eighth-place team in a Game 1 matchup. The winner of that game will earn the number 7 seed in the playoffs. The ninth-place team will host the 10th-place team in a one-game matchup. The loser of that game is eliminated. The loser of the seventh-place versus eighth-place game will host the winner of the ninth place versus 10th place game in a game one matchup. The winner of that game will earn the number eight seed for the playoffs and the loser will be eliminated. From that point, the playoffs will proceed as usual and the top one through eight seeds will continue on into the playoffs. Coach Gant, what are your thoughts about the play-in tournament in general? We've heard from superstars like LeBron James who made it very clear he was not a fan of it. Yeah, I mean, he's saying it now, but a year ago, he was all for it. So, I mean, I like it. I mean, baseball, they adapted it to a certain extent when they added an extra wild card team in to get in the playoffs. And it's almost like an NCAA thing, a deal too, because they play a game to get the 64th seed. So... 
I can dig it because I mean competition is competition, and you want to try to, and it's about money too. I mean, at the bottom line, you want to try to squeeze as much as you can squeeze out of a product, especially last year when it was implemented during COVID. So this year they was like, okay, it was a success. Let's do it again. And I can dig it. I mean, I dig it. So you might have the Lakers going against Golden State, LeBron and Steph, the play-in for that seven for AFC, whatever it is. I mean, I like it. I think it's a good thing for competition. And it adds a little extra incentive for the top 10 teams because you're not out of it. And usually the bottom seven, eight, nine, ten teams, they're only a few games apart or a half game. So, yeah, I mean, I dig it. I like it. Let's just use the Los Angeles Lakers as an example right now. So currently, as I mentioned, they are the seventh seed right now. Right. So if they make it up to the sixth seed, they avoid the play-in tournament, obviously, and they're likely to play the Clippers in round one. That would be insane. If they stay at the seventh seed, they'll have to play in the play-in tournament, obviously. Mm -hmm. So if they win game one of the play-in tournament, they'll play the Suns in round one as the seventh seed. That's another crazy matchup right there. So I'm thinking the way they may be thinking, I guess LeBron's going to come back tomorrow against the Knicks, I think they're playing. I know they're playing the Knicks, actually. So they figure, okay, the Clippers, I mean, we faced the Clippers before. We play in the same building. We know what they got. It might be a tough outing, but the young Phoenix team, we can beat those guys. We can beat those guys because they're not battle-tested. They're not playoff-tested. This is the first year they're actually going to be in the playoffs since, I mean, Nash and Stoudemire and Sean Marion, those guys. So the mindset, I feel like LeBron and maybe the team's feeling like, okay, we can beat these guys. So we're not worried about playing Phoenix, but we're going to worry about playing <laughs> the Clippers. So we get that seed. We can we have a good chance to to beat the clip and beat the the Suns. And another crazy outcome, let's say they stay at the seventh seed and then they lose game one in the play in tournament. Then they play the winner of the nine ten game for the right to be the eighth seed. And they would play the Jazz in that instance. And then that's an, and then that's another scenario. The Jazz are reeling a little bit and I guess that I mean I'm pretty sure as a coach, as a Vogel man Frank, I'm sure they're wearing out all the options, so they're figuring okay we can beat this team in a series, we can beat this team in a series. LeBron just rest up, rest up, and you come back 95. percent We can run, so that's why I feel like is what's that's what's going on right now. Let's but, talk about someone like the Nets. So they recently came off of a four game losing streak. They came back. I believe Saturday night. Let me make sure and correct. I'm right on this. LOL. They came back Saturday night and the Nets took a win over the Nuggets, 125 to 119. I mean, for a little bit there, it was a little worrisome because this whole regular season, you really have not seen all three all-stars play together in many games going over the stats. When you have all three all-stars 
playing in a game. They're five and one, which is over an 80% win winning rate. But that's only six games they've played together this whole season as a three. So in the playoffs, is this just going to snap together and they're just going to click and things will just fall into place? Mm. So the playoffs, it's totally different from the regular season. The playoffs is all about the half-court game. You, you try to slow the game down, and it's all about who has the best scheme to – you're running plays pretty much in the playoffs. I mean, you're doing your pick and rolls. You're doing your back cuts. You're doing your screens, and you need your shooters. The bench plays one of the biggest parts, if not the biggest part, in the playoff picture. It's not going to be too much one-on-one – isolation ball because that gets shut down quick you understand so ah it's gonna be pick your poison you got katie you got Kyrie, you got harden i mean what and i just man i just just saw griffin do a nasty dunk last week so i mean you got hey man it's gonna be it's gonna be real interesting to see what's gonna happen i think it will be too but i think the key to them taking this further than just a few playoff wins will be all three of their all-stars being healthy. As you mentioned, they're all, they have a winning team, but, but they all have to all be healthy in the playoffs. Harden can't really do it all himself, which KD also, but Harden's been doing some spectacular things the past few games. Yeah, for sure. And the thing is Harden and KD, they know each other's game and KD, he doesn't really have to take a lot of shots to be efficient in the game. Harden is a more, of a isolation player, but now he's learning that he that he doesn't have to be the isolation player because guess what? You got Kyrie. Kyrie does the razzle and dazzle, and oh my god, it's gonna be really scary. Like the Nets, if they're healthy, I really don't see a team beating them. The Bucks, I mean, they beat them twice in the last couple of weeks, but it's gonna be tough. I can't count out the seventy sixes with Doc Rivers. Currently hold the number one spot right, right over the Brooklyn Nets. Right, right. So I can't really hold. I can't really count the top three teams out. Th- three, four teams. It's, it's, it's a blood sport. It's almost like, man, where you? Where do you do? Where do you go? Guess where I'm going at with the Knicks. Let's go. Well, guess who the opinions on Pickens fan went with for our polls this week? This week we did greatest rivalry in sports history, and it came down to. Duke and UNC versus the Red Sox and the Yankees. And the winner was, of course, the Red Sox and the Yankees is who you guys chose as the best rivalry in all sports history. Coach Gant, what do you think about mm, it? Mm, mm, mm. And I'm, I'm doing this strictly off top of the head. I wish I had numbers to go to back me up, but I'm going to go. So those are two of the biggest rivalries ever. The Cameron Crazies, when you cramped into that that stadium, is a four thousand. It gets really scary in there, and the rivalry gets crazy. But the Red Sox and the Yankees, through time, that's been the most story, because I mean the the curse of Babe Ruth when Babe Ruth left the Red Sox and went to New York, the Red Sox never won anything again until o three o four. So that rivalry, I can say, is the greatest because it's it's just man. When 
watching Don Zimmer get thrown to the ground on the pitcher's mound by Pedro Martinez. Like, it was just so nasty. But I love the Red Sox, too. So, over the last 20 years, the Red Sox have captured three World Series, and the Yankees have gotten, I'm going to tone it down, but I kind of agree with the people. I think that is one of the biggest rivalries. But Duke, man, Duke, North Carolina, not to take anything away from them because that's always been, it's, it's a sellout crowd every, 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 every matchup. And some of the best players in college and NBA history have come from those matchups. So it's big ups, big ups. I think for me, what does it is, even being a basketball fan myself, I think what like the America and United States stands for is like really you think baseball when you think sports for America, for at least me. So as like the greatest of all time, and I know we had other countries and other ones in it, but being from the United States, you just think baseball is like kind of the biggest sport that when you think history and longevity and people's interest in bringing people together, you kind of think baseball in my eyes and the Yankees and Red Sox really idolizes and kind of brings that idea all into one for me. I mean, I mean, baseball was the America America's pastime and that's, and the America's pastime is one of the things that has left baseball back in reeling because it has become America's pastime. Football dominates is number one. Basketball is number two. And then baseball reels. But they're, they're trying to come, they're trying to implement things as extra wild card game. And now baseball is getting the momentum back, getting the momentum back. And another rivalry, and I'm going to go on a quick story. And I'm a little biased, but the Giants and the Eagles, the Philadelphia Eagles. So check this out. I'm going to say this. I'm going to leave it alone. I'm in Philadelphia. I'm going, you know, I'm I'm in the Phillies, the Phillies fan shop, but I'm decked down. I got my giant scarf on. I got my giant hat. And I walk in there, and Bryce Harper had just gotten signed. So I'm walking in there, and I had no idea. Like, well, I, I thought nobody was in there. But as soon as I walked around the corner, it was a line of fans trying to get Bryce Harper's jersey. And they, they just saw a glimpse of my hat. And I got booed out of the place. Like, they booed me. Like, literally booed me. So I'm, like, trying to find an exit. And I can't get out of there fast enough. And the lady's like, boo him, boo him. Oh, don't try to hide. We see you. Oh, we see you. <laughs> the Even going back to this past football season, when Dougie tanked the game to keep the Giants out of the playoffs, that is a rivalry. That is a rivalry that's embedded in them. And they hate the Giants. They hate them. They hate they hate the Giants. Or we can talk about the home with Clemson and Carolina. Like, I hate Clemson. I hate Clemson. Like, with everything in me. I hate Clemson. And the only way I would even entertain Clemson if one of my kids went there. And even then, I would beg them not to go to Clemson. You can go anywhere in the world. Don't go to Clemson, please. Thank you. But that's just how I feel. Our winner of our March goodness giveaway that we did, we allowed the winner to choose where they wanted the money donated to any charity of their choice. 
And our winner chose a Clemson charity. And oh my goodness, how hard it was for me to donate that money. And then they automatically add you to an email list. So I checked my email a few days ago and I'm just like randomly getting emails from Clemson. I cringed. I had to unsubscribe from all of them right away. Mm. Worst experience ever. (laughs) But back to the rivalry thing, he's right. There's just some of them that just really do are so serious. And like people really take for real. Like the Lakers versus like, see this, some of you, I know it's probably a lot of young listeners, even AB, she's a little younger. I'm a little older. And just thinking about the Lakers and the Celtics rivalries, like those rivalries were crazy in the late 80s, whatever. Like, I, ah, man, but the Celtics, not Celtics, excuse me, but the Red Sox, and the Yankees, I mean, that goes back to the 1900s. So, yeah, in hindsight, that's probably the toughest rivalry ever in sports history. And it was chosen by our Opinions on Pickens fam. I think you chose right as well. Coming up or this week, we have the best sports movie. That will be our poll for this Ooh, week. Wee. That is pretty cool. I actually like that idea a lot. And I kind of made a list of some sports movies that kind of came to mind when they told me this would be the poll. I'm going to jump into them with you. So, of course, you have Moneyball. Mm. You got The Blind Side. I love that one with Sandra Bullock. Mm-hmm. A legendary movie, Space Jam. Mm-hmm. Remember the Titans, everyone's mm-hmm. favorite. Mm-hmm. And then you have things like Rocky and Love mm-hmm. and Basketball. I mean, there really are a lot of movies. What are some of uh, your favorites, Coach Gant? Man, now y'all going to make me dip into my childhood bag. Major League 1 and 2. Major League 1 and 2. Classics, classics. I mean, Charlie Sheen. Oh, my God. Wesley Snipes. Omar Epps. Uh, Corbin Burnson. Dude. These movies are classic. We can't forget Sandlot. Sandlot is an absolute classic. You got to go with that. The Water Boy, Adam Sandler. You know what? Classic. I'm going to watch that tonight. Classic. I mean, dude, come on. The Water Boy? What are we what talking about say? here? What did his mama say? Mama said, mama said, mama said. Mama said. Foosball is the devil. <laughs> okay. We got that. Oh, we got. Uh, you said, remember the Titans? I mean, Coach Carter. Um, it's, it's so many. Oh my goodness! Oh man! Uh, the field of dreams. With, uh, it's so many. With Kevin Costner, is ridiculous. Oh, it's so many. Man, Days of Thunder for the NASCAR fans with Tom Cruise, dude. Like these are memories, and y'all guys go back and do your homework. Just don't do what's what you can remember. That's today's time. Because those movies shaped our life, man. I can even say I haven't seen some of those movies, Coach Gant. Right. You know, I'm, I'm a little older, so I've kind of been around. Man, we can't forget A League of Their Own about the uh, the women. That's another movie. The women's uh, during World War II when baseball got put on strike because a lot of the players had to go fight in the war. And the women's, they start their own league. And it's a class. I mean, it's a classic movie. Gina Davis, Tom Hanks. I mean, dude, that movie is one of my all-time favorites. I get chills every time I watch it because those women—they left the kitchen per se 
and they went on the road and someone on the road with their children and they kept baseball going. And that's one of the things that I love, you know. And of course, you got to love scenes like seeing Rocky get to the top. Oh, man. Rocky. All those kind of classic man. things. Of course, man. Rocky. But, you know, Rocky is that's like a cliche movie because, I mean, Rocky is great. But some of the lesser known movies, they just they, they deserve credit. But, man, when Apollo Creed died, man, when Apollo Creed died out, man, to Drago, I cried. I still cry in the movie when he died in the ring because. That hurt me because, like, man, Apollo Creed, come on, man. And just throwing the towel, throwing the towel. No, no, I'm good. I, I got this. And he died in the ring. And now you kind of see that with the new Creed movies. And they try to bring that backstory. But, yeah, Rocky, for sure, man, that if you're down and out, whatever you got going on, you watch Rocky, you know you can go through anything because he was a millionaire. Then he went broke in the later movies. But then he got back up. He started training. He got a restaurant. And he it just Rocky represents perseverance. So if you're feeling down, you think you, you there's nowhere to go. Rocky series is uh, a catalog to watch. Remember, Opinions on Pickens fam. We have these polls every week. You can vote on our Instagram or our Facebook at Opinions on Pickens. These Hold results on. are chosen by you guys. And we can't forget the Mighty Ducks. The Mighty Ducks, baby. The Mighty Ducks, man. Dude. Emilio, the Mighty Ducks, man. Come on, man. Hey, dog. It's so many out uh, there. The crazy thing with this is you are right. Some of our audience is a lot younger. So a lot of these movies they haven't seen. So when we do these polls, I feel like some of the justice isn't done due diligence with some of the picks on the polls. So (laughs) let me add this, man. You kids out there. Just do your homework. Just do your homework. Please, like, just do the homework. Do the history. Man, a kid told me, we was listening to old school music earlier today. Earlier today. He's like, yeah, that's old school. My old school is Chief Keith. Chief Keith? That, that was five years ago. But that's your old school music? I'm sorry. I don't hate to get off topic. But that, I, I just felt really disrespecting the adamant about saying that. <laughs> Coach can't always. I love when he goes off on his little rambles, guys. Yeah, my bad. Y'all. They really are the best. Remember, opinions on Pickens, fam. Make sure you're checking us out on TikTok at Opinions on Pickens. Be sure to sign up for our email subscription. We have emails that come out Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We keep you up to date with the latest news going on in the sports world, and we throw in some of our opinions along the way. We have our website launching here in just a few days. Can't wait for you guys to see daily blog posts, betting odds, some of our picks. Uh, Pickens picks are coming back soon, people. You know we have football season coming up here soon. We're really excited for that. Mr. Rudy will be joining us again. A lot of you have been asking questions. (laughs) Mr. Rudy will be returning. That is to answer everybody's questions. I know you guys have been missing him. Coach Gant, what has he been up to? Have you, you have any 411 on him before we wrap things up? I mean, Rudy, I mean, not really. I had talked to him one time, maybe a month or so ago. And he, I mean, he's living it up. He's working on this tan. He's vaccinated. He, he That's what he said. I'm vaccinated. I'm a travel. So Rudy's been running around and we're going to see what he's talking about. I know, I know he got a lot of stories to tell. I know he does. 
No, he does. Can't wait for y'all to see what we're talking about next week for episode 32. Until then, guys, I'm your host, Alyssa Butterson. This is Coach Gant. Thanks for being here with us today. Hold on. I I don't want to take away from you, but I got to give a shout out to Michael Thomas. Rest in peace, number five. Peace. And until next time, guys, keep winning. Yep. Thanks for listening. Check us out on Instagram at Opinions on Pickens. Please like and subscribe to us on YouTube and check back weekly for new episodes. Until next time, keep winning.